welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. You may not be aware of this, but uh, recently, uh, a guy by the name of Zach Zedner, a pastor in Florida, he broke the world's record for longest sermon. How many knew that, that he broke the world's record? How many are glad you were not there for it? Okay. 53 hours. 53 hours he preached without, you know, really breaking other than to run to the bathroom. I don't know if he kept his mic on or what, but for 53 hours, could you imagine that? Oh, pay no attention. Right, anyways, I don't want to go there. All right. 53 hours, the guy was preaching and he, he said he did 50 sermons, which means that his sermons usually last about an hour. And I thought about it, it would take you two years of hearing our sermons to make it as long as his one sermon. And that would be if you never missed a week for uh, two years. But anyways... I am not going to attempt to break the world's record for the longest sermon, but we're going to get close. No, I'm just kidding. I once tried to uh, set the world's record for the shortest sermon. Some of you were here for that. And uh, Guinness came back to us, Guinness World Record, and they said, we don't have a category for the shortest, but I am going to claim that I am the world record holder for the shortest sermon. One word, two letters, and I'll do the whole sermon for you. Ready? Go. Go. That was it. That was the whole sermon right there. Yeah, some of you are very impressed. They're like, where's that been all my life? Okay. It was based on a scripture that we're very familiar with. It's based on a scripture, the Great Commission found in Matthew 28. And we're going to go there again, and we're going to focus on that word. I want you to understand that Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's right there. The scripture's right there. And the word that jumps off the page is the word go. Matter of fact, you may not realize this, but the way that it's written, the way that it's spoken, the way that Jesus said it, the imperative in that text, in that sentence is go, go. It's saying this is the thing that is vital. This is the thing that is important. And everything else that's in the scripture there are participles and the, the baptizing, the teaching, the doing all these other things, they are all dependent upon the go. The go is vital. It's basically, if there's no go, there's no baptizing. If there's no go, there's no teaching. If there's no go, there's no disciples. You got to go. You got to go. And you'd think that with a lot of churches, it's all about the stay. It's not about the stay. It's about the go. 
And so we are going to look and re-emphasize once again today that it's all about the go. And if you have not been at River Valley Church for long, uh, you will understand this. It is all about the go. We are a going church. We love the word go. We named our kids' ministry Go Kids. And we did it on purpose because we felt like they were arrows in our hands that we were sending towards the target saying, go, fulfill your destiny. Go and reach the next one. Go, we commission you to go. Matter of fact, I had a friend the other day. He said, you love the word go so much. You ought to rename your church Go Church. I said, that's got a good sound to it. Go Church. Anyways, we are committed to the go. And we are going to take a look at this today because we can't lose the emphasis We cannot lose the emphasis. The emphasis in this passage is on the go, and Jesus is like, go, go make disciples. Go, go, go. Now, here's what I understand. When the emphasis is on the go, it brings unity. When the emphasis is on the go, it brings unity. How many know that when you're focused on the go and you've got to go reach people, all of a sudden you need friends to help you to get the job done? You can't afford to make enemies. You can't afford to have division. You can't afford to uh, bicker about small things. You got to give lots of grace because your emphasis is on the go. And I think as a church, our emphasis has so strongly been on the go. And that's why we've had incredible unity because we're like, we are focused on the go. And I might have said it before, but there are fast church problems and slow church problems. I like fast church problems. I like trying to figure out where to sit people. Where is our next campus going to be? Who do we need to hire? How do we need to reach more people? How are we going to pay for that? I like fast growth problems rather than slow growth problems where we're not focused on the go. I was talking to a pastor the other day. He was brought into a church to mediate between the congregation and the pastor. It was a slow church problem. The church had not grown in years, but they had hired a new pastor and they were mad at him. So they said, we need somebody to come in and mediate between us. And he got there and he said, what's the problem? And this is a true story. He said, we are mad at our pastor because he cleaned the church without talking to us and he threw away our beloved coffee can. And he, looked at it, he said, What? He, they said, we, he threw away our favorite coffee can and we're mad at him. And he said, what are you talking about? He goes, so he asked the pastor, he said, what did, what did you do? I don't get it. He said, well, the coffee can said expires 2004. So I thought we should serve fresh coffee. So I threw the can out and, and so I wanted to get fresh coffee. And the people said, but what he didn't know was we put fresh coffee in the old can because we like the can. Now we want you to discipline him for throwing away our beloved coffee can. He should have thrown the whole church out right there. And he just, he really kind of did. He said, listen, he said, no wonder nobody's coming to Jesus. You were worried about the coffee can. Give it up. Go win some people to Jesus and you won't even care about the coffee can. So I don't want slow church problems. I don't even know what coffee we serve. I'm thankful we serve coffee, but let's not fight over coffee. 
Let, let's, let's fight over who can give, who can go, who can we send, how can we reach more people. Let's fight over who will go to the least convenient service times so more people can be reached for the best service times. Let's fight over those things and who can serve the most and who can give the most and who can be the next missionary that goes. Let's have fast church problems because when people are focused on the go, it unites us and brings us together. And I see this in our global teams. I absolutely love this. This came from Pastor Mark at our fair campus. Because when you unite, you need more friends. And he said, we see this on our global teams. John Clemenson and Tim Guthman met on the Haiti global team. They didn't know each other until the team started meeting together. They became prayer partners for the trip and have developed a good friendship, so much so that they're both signed up and going back to Haiti together with the next global team this spring. I absolutely love this because they said, you know what? If I'm going to be focused on the go, I'm going to need more friends. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to bring unity. And I think that's what God does. When a church is focused on the go, the emphasis there, unity comes in. Grace is given and the mission is fulfilled. When there's an emphasis on the go, here's what happens. People give. People give. You look at our giving at River Valley Church, our tithes, our offerings, our kingdom builders. It's climbing the charts. And, and some may think, well, you talk a lot about the offering or that. I've been in churches where they talk 5, 10, 15 minutes about the offering. Many times our offering is 30 seconds, one minute. We're talking about it. And I just see giving, giving, giving. You know why? Because we're focused on the go. I see one college student said to me, his miracle offering gift would be more than his two-week paycheck. He said, it's significant. I'm giving more than my two-week paycheck in the miracle offering. Another college student said, I've saved all year. I'm giving $2,000 towards the miracle offering. A young businessman came up to me and said, I believe God has called me to be a kingdom builder. And he said, although this year I'll give thousands, I believe God dropped a number in my life that I'm supposed to give millions. And I was like, praise God. And then he said, annually, and I passed out. <laughs> oh, my faith was, I prayed for him right there and then. I said, let him invent, let him lead, let him just give him ideas. That's what's going on because the emphasis is on the go and people start giving. You see Sophia Shabazz who has raised thousands of dollars selling hot chocolate every winter and has been able to give this to our Swaziland campus because the emphasis is on the go. You see, Perry Smith, who raised $20,000 in one month with other photographers, with one month to give, they said, we're going to support uh, places like Feed My Starving Children and other great ministries because the focus is on the go, raised up in this church with an emphasis on the go, saying we're going to be givers. You see people over and over again. Do you know that River Valley has received two houses? People have donated two homes to River Valley. Now, I'll let you in on a little insight. When I started this church, I said, God, I want five homes to be given to us. Why did I say that? I don't know, but now I wish I would have said 50, you know, because <laughs> we got two already. Now, nobody's homeless. Don't worry, all right? But people are giving homes, saying, God laid it upon our heart. And he said, we're going to do this. And I thank God for that. That's giving. If you look at our giving in 2007, our missions giving, we gave about $79,000. And from 2007 until last year, it was about $1.5 million. It's like a spaceship taking off because the emphasis has been on the go. And people are saying, we're giving, we're giving, we're giving, we're giving. You look at our kingdom builders, it goes, it goes, it goes. 849,000, 1.3 million, 1.9 million, 2.75 million, and by faith, $5 million. You see it going up because the emphasis is on the go. Yeah. 
Here's the thing. God can't bless selfishness. God blesses generosity. And I think when he sees a church that's willing to receive money and go, send it there, send it there, do this, reach more people. God's like, all right, there's where I'm going. Instead of saying, we'll hold it for a rainy day, we're like, we know you send rain at the right time and we're gonna invest and give and give and give and give. And I thank God that we're focused on the go and our generosity, our giving is going up. When there's an emphasis on the go, people reach those near. It's not just about those that are far, it's those that are near. Acts 1.8, listen to this scripture. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus distinguishes the going by the relative distance to the followers. He basically says, guess what? Your neighborhood, your city, your state, your country, the world. And he says, you're gonna do it all. It's not like we're only focused there. We're focused there and here. And I thank God that if you are around River Valley Church this weekend, how many know you are seeing shoeboxes everywhere? There are shoeboxes everywhere. We're gonna take care of the least of these and we are giving and we're doing this local project and you're gonna have Angel Tree as the next project that we're gonna be doing. We're gonna take care of a thousand children of inmates in Minnesota and in Florida saying, we care for you. Somebody cares. We're doing the local stuff. And it's not just shoeboxes that are going around the world. Jay and Cindy Persky are loving Somalis right here in Minnesota. They said, here's a whole group of people that needs to know that the body of Christ loves them, that people in America love them, but not because they're Americans, but because they're Christians. And they'll teach them English and they'll share the love of Jesus with these people. Who knew that going could be so close? Right downtown Minneapolis, going could be so close. You don't even need a passport for that one. When there's an emphasis on the go, people go. We have short-term missions projects, 26 teams next year, and we're believing for 500 people to go. I was talking to a guy this week, and he said, hey, uh, I think I'm going on my trip. Now, I know I've been here more than four years. You know, sorry about that, because I know you guys want to go. You want us to go within four years? And he said, it's been a little longer. And I said, no, I'm just glad you're going. Where do you want to go? And he said, well, we're narrowing it down. And so out of 26 teams next year, we narrowed it down to four for him to pray for. Because the emphasis is on the go. And when that happens, people will start to go. And if you wonder why, if you wonder why we sent our youth group and we said, you're going, we're going, to, we're going to have you go. If you wonder why we say within four years, go on a global team, let me tell you the why, okay? First of all, it's part obedience to the go. And the second part is, we believe as your pastors that it is a modern day equivalent of lifting up your eyes to see the harvest. In John 4, 35, Jesus says, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Here's what happens in life. Here's what happens. You, you, you've got work and you've got your hobbies and you got kids and they got soccer and skating and ballet and they've got football and baseball and speech team and all this and you've got the yard to take care of all this and you start living a life with your eyes here. And your whole life gets like this. And it happened to them. It happens to us. And Jesus says, stop. Stop. Lift up your eyes. Take a break. Get out of your normal routine. Look, all around you, there's lost people. And what we ask you to do is go on a global team. Why? Because it breaks you out of the, the traffic and the drive time and the, and the sports and the schedule. And it gets you to stop. And all of a sudden, you're like, 
wow, there's a whole bunch of people out there. There's a whole bunch of people to reach. There's a lot of people that need to know Jesus. And you stop. And so as your pastors, that's why we say within four years, we want you to lift up your eyes and see that there's a harvest out there and get you to stop what you're doing so you can really see what God's doing around the world. And I thank God for this because when there's an emphasis on this, people go, Derek and Katrina from our Egan campus, uh, a couple years ago, they were called to go help a church in Seattle. They had just been accepted at the University of Minnesota. She was building her business, and she felt like, you know, God was calling us. He felt it. And so they dropped everything, moved to Seattle, and said, you know, we're going to be part of this. We're going to go. And they went and started a church there, then eventually came back to Minnesota, but three and a half years later. They said, you know what? Our focus is on the go. Our emphasis is on the go, and so we will go. When the focus is on the go, the emphasis stays on the go, people are sent. People are sent. More than just a short-term trip, they're actually sent. And with 3,000, get this, with 3,000 unreached people groups in the, in the world, we got to go. Somebody's got to go. We, we got to go. And they're hard places. And we've got to go. We've got to say, you know what? We're going to send you. We're going to send you there. And we're going to be a sending church that wants to raise up 500 missionaries that we can send around the world. Why? Because there's unreached people groups. Just so you understand what that means. That means there are 3,000 groups, communities, cities, tribes of people that have no believers, not one. No Bible that they could read to even understand the word of God. No body of Christ, no church, so no believers, no Bible, no body that could help them to understand who Jesus Christ is. And so we're committed to this. We're committed to say, we're going to go reach those people. We're going to be part of joining all these other churches around the world that want to reach every person because the scripture says every tribe, every tongue will praise his name. And so until everyone's been reached, we're going to keep doing it and going and going and going, sending them into all the earth. And I love this. I asked some of our staff for some stories, and I love what I found out about the Todds uh, that they were saying, you know what, we want to go and we want to be sent and it's interesting. Let me just read this about being sent. It started with them going, and then they became sent. If you don't know this, the Todds are from our Minotrista campus, and they're missionaries in Haiti. And here's how it happened. It says two people won a global team scholarship, but they had to cancel at the last minute on the global team Haiti. This opened the door for two people to go, and my wife Beth actually felt a strong string. This is from Pastor Brian, a strong string to encourage the Todds to go. And if I could say this, if you feel a stirring to encourage somebody on a global team, follow that stirring. She said, I reached out, and they reluctantly said they'd go. In Haiti, God stirred their hearts to go to Haiti on a long-term basis. And after a three-month trial to see if Haiti was really their call, they came back, raised funds, and have been serving there over the past year. That's because when the church is focused on the go, people are sent. Now, I've got another. There were so many that were sent to me, but this one just oozed River Valley, and just my heart was drawn to this one. This was sent about Austin Gelhar. And it said this, it says from his dad, he says, we've attended River Valley for 17 years or so. Our son Austin was one of those kids crawling around the makeshift classrooms in the school. He has grown up literally and spiritually at River Valley Church. Austin will be 19 this summer and he's already gone on four global trips. 
He grew up in the kids' ministry and the youth ministry and is now a student leader at the Faribault campus with Pastor Matt. About a month ago, he asked, he asked if I could get together with him for lunch because he had something he wanted to talk about. As the father of an 18-year-old, I was a little worried about where that could go. While we were eating lunch, we were talking about the different things and our global team to Peru together in 2015. And that's when he said, yeah, about that, Dad. I feel called to be an intern with Live Dead. Wow. His dad says, I prayed about this. Fear jumped in. Faith jumped in. And I got to the spot where I was like, thank you, God, for calling my boy. He says, yesterday, Austin received his official approval notification, and his journey has started. But how many know it started 17 years ago? How many know that? It gets better. He says, I'm blessed to be a Christian parent. I'm blessed to be part of what God has done and is doing at River Valley Church. Austin was the first person in our family to get a passport. He doesn't even think it's a big deal to do what he's doing now. It's just part of his DNA. Man, I love that. It's just part of the DNA to be about the go. Thank God for that. When the emphasis is on the go, people are sent. And I look forward to be able to send Austin. I look forward to be able to send the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. I get fired up about it. Lastly, when we're focused on the go, people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is something we believe in as a church. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We believe this power is for today. And when you're focused on the go, you want all the power you can get. I'm telling you what, when you go to face demons, when you go to face spiritual darkness, you want all the power you can get. When you go to share your faith in a neighborhood that brings fear into your body, when you walk in there, you want every gift and every power empowerment that you can possibly get. And if you don't know about this, you need to sign up for our Holy Spirit retreat and find out about the power that's available. Because when a church is all emphasizing the go, people get baptized, people get empowered, people take it to the next level and say, I need all that I can get. I love this about our church. Going back to the, the Todds and while well, I'm finding their note, I, I was told the other day at our Savage campus that a couple got led to the Lord right there at church and got saved, gave their life to the Lord, and within minutes, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in a new prayer language. I was like, that is awesome. That could be the new norm at River Valley Church. I love that empowerment because God wants you to be focused on the go and you need all the power you can get. This is from the Todds as well. It said as a side note, Carrie attended the Holy Spirit day prior to leaving. She stayed after and prayed, but nothing happened. Later that night, her youngest son crawled into bed with her and woke her up. She started praying and praising God and was suddenly baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in a prayer language. Awesome God moment in the preparation what was before her. See, because God knew she was going to Haiti where she was in a battle spiritual darkness. God knew she needed this, that she was earnestly desiring this gift and wanting to be empowered in this way. God knows that you want the power and it may not be the darkness of Haiti. It may be the darkness of your cubicle. And you go to that cubicle and the person next to you needs Jesus. You need more. You need a power. It may be the darkness of your family. It may be the darkness of your neighborhood. Who knows where it is? It could just be that God wants to use you in those ways that you never dreamt possible. But when we're focused on the go, people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
And when you're preparing for the go, you better get all the power you can get. This is something we believe in our church. And as I close, I want to say thank you for days like this that help us to realize when we stay focused on the grow, the go, (laughs) focused on the grow, focused on the go, we grow. That's what happens. When you stay focused on the go, all of a sudden there's unity. When you stay focused on the go, there's giving, there's reaching those near, there's people going, there's people sent, there's people empowered. And the church makes a huge difference on the kingdom of darkness. We go and take enemy territory. And we say, that doesn't belong to the enemy. It belongs to God. Those are people that God laid down his life for. Jesus died for those people. He paid the price for those people. And we are going to put the emphasis on the go. How sad if we have such good news and we put the emphasis on the stay We can't do that. We gotta say the emphasis is on the go. And so God, I pray right now for all of our campuses as we get ready to receive our our miracle offering, we'd be reminded once again that the emphasis is on the go. And I really feel that when the emphasis is on the go, things grow. Sometimes people with the focus on the grow, it's not the grow, it's on the go. It's on the unity. It's on all those things that come from it, but we keep it on the go and we say, God, help us to go into all the world. Now help us, Lord, in this opportunity to expand your kingdom, to build new buildings, to start new campuses, to reach the least of these, to alleviate the poor and suffering and hurting of this world, to raise up the next Todd's and Austin's and Prince family and Lang's and Kramer's and all these different people to See the people that are going to give and sacrifice and define for, oh, just so many things. God, blessing, 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 blessing. Help us to keep the emphasis on the go. Blessings on the offering, blessing on all of our campuses as we go after different goals. But we are one church uniting together with the emphasis on the go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.